Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Welcome back. I am Molly Smith, your host. I want to remind you all that our program is available for download. You can do so by going to our website from themedian.org. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with me. Thank you so much for joining. My usual spiel at the beginning of of the program is to remind you to use your podcasting programs, uh, downloads and apps, so that we can get more and more people listening to our programs. It's very important right now as we Fight the fight of our lives here in Ohio. So if you're in Michigan, please join us, pray for us, help us in any which way you can as we fight this ballot initiative, which of course will be voted on. It looks like it is a go and it looks like in, in November of, of 2023, we will be voting on whether or not abortion becomes the norm at all stages of pregnancy. If that happens, my goodness, all our laws are cast aside, everything goes out the window, and Ohio, which is one of the most pro-life states in the nation, becomes a pro-abortion state. We are, as I say, fighting the fight of our lives right now. And because of that, we are trying to highlight some of the some of the wonderful, wonderful organizations that are out there that are helping all of us to heal from this diabolical cultural shift that's happened across the Western world, to be quite honest with you, across the whole of the Western world, but very, very strongly in America. I have as my next guest a wonderful person who is none other than Christy Baylor. Christy is the regional coordinator in Ohio for the Silent No More Awareness Campaign, which is a project of the Priests for Life and Anglicans for Life. She is also the Project Rachel team for the Diocese of Youngstown and serves on the board of the Alliance Pregnancy Center. Having received healing, Christy helped facilitate a Rachel's Vineyard retreat and previously worked with Concepts for the Truth as a phone consultant with International Helpline for post-abortive and abortion-minded callers. I am so, so happy to have you on the program, Christy, and I think this is the second time you've been on the program. I think way back you came on once before. Oh, gosh, it must have been a while ago. But thank you, Molly, yeah, for yeah. inviting me to join you today. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. We've got lots to talk about. So let's jump right in. Um, I wanted to, for, if you wouldn't mind, and I think you do do this, you 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 tell your story. Can Can you tell us what happened to you and why you are where you are right now? Okay, so, um, yeah, I was, um, when I was 16, um, I um, I became pregnant, um, and I I I unfortunately had friends who took me to Planned Parenthood, um, and this actually it wasn't an abortion facility. Um, there were not even though abortion was legal. This was before Roe v. Wade, just before Roe v. Wade, and it was legal legal but um there wasn't any facility nearby so but but the reason they took me to Planned Parenthood was I didn't want my family to know mm-hmm. um if I was pregnant so I went for a pregnancy test I honestly I it, abortion wasn't even in my mind it wasn't on my mind or anything I just I was just scared to you know 
terribly scared. So they took me to Planned Parenthood in Canton, and they they confirmed that I was that I was pregnant um, at that time, about nine or ten weeks pregnant, and um, they gave me three choices. You can you know continue with this pregnancy um and keep the baby or you can give it up for adoption or you can um end your pregnancy and um we can help you do that we can't help you with the other two but we can help you if you if you do that and i said i don't know and they said Look, it's just a clump of cells like oh. a tiny like like a tiny tumor. I remember those words, a tiny tumor. That's how they described it. And you're still in high school, what are you going to do, you know? Um you've got to think about your future and the whole bit. And then the clincher was nobody has to know oh my unless you tell them. Now I was 16, you know, yeah. my family um, I was scared to death, you know, because I didn't want them to know that I had been sexually active with my boyfriend, who was actually 21 and I was only 16, and they didn't approve of him anyway. Um, so I was kind of seeing him on the side, but uh, or in secret. But so I was scared to death, and uh, they just made it sound like you know it was the right thing to do. Um, and then uh, I had to travel to New York. Um, to to have the abortion um and my boyfriend took me with him to uh yeah took me to new york oh my goodness so um so there you go i mean just as you're saying that this is what we're dealing with right now with the abortion mm -hmm. it's the coercion it's the coercion of everybody around so many women that are having abortions and it's taking taking advantage of of a woman or a young girl, in my case, who is so vulnerable yes, to that. Exactly. You know, you're so full of fear and you're so full. Your mind isn't even thinking correctly. You're in panic. And yeah. Yeah, you're in panic mode. Yeah. And they're telling you that this is your way out, you know. Um, and so it's so, it is so easy to fall into that trap. And, of course, we know, we know that the, it's the enemy who uses fear to make us do so many things that we wouldn't do otherwise. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's how that came about. And immediately afterwards, I knew immediately afterwards um, I, I I heard some soft crying of other girls in the recovery room and and um I just I just started crying and I knew I knew I'd come in there with a baby. Suddenly I knew it was all a lie. I'd come in there with a baby and I was going home without one. And but you know, what do you do? What do you do, Molly, in mm-hmm, that case? Exactly. You, I mean, how what else can you do? But I made the decision. I just made that decision right then and there. Look you stop crying right now you stop crying you chose to do this and you're going to you're going to pretend like this never happened i mean that's the thought process i'm going to pretend like this never happened and i went into denial and i just you know and then it it just goes from there and it but but the wound the wound in your soul it does not just yeah heal or go go away away. just because you've decided it's going to get doesn't it's still it's still wounded yeah and we see this among so many women who, you know, they are in such denial and they're in such pain, but they don't, 
they can't recognize that because to recognize that they would have to admit what they've done is is horrendous and and that's very hard to do so that's where we kind of come in with silent no more and and all of our healing programs trying to help them when they are ready to um you know heal that wound and eventually sometimes it takes it took me over 30 years before i was able to i lived with with that pain and and self-destructive behaviors and everything that went along with it until I until I just got so desperate and I was on the verge of of suicide and I just said I reached out to a god I didn't even really know at that point and I just asked for his help and and I said if you think my life is worth living um and you really do exist can you help me and I had an amazing spiritual encounter and he he saved my life and that is part of why i do what i do because i know that my life there was a purpose and a reason for saving my life and that purpose and reason is to help others um not only heal but also to try to get the message out to prevent others from doing what i did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that you say it took you so so long to actually come come to to the acceptance one of the things that i that i hear all oftentimes is that we should not be particularly from pregnancy centers some of the pregnancy centers let me say that that, that way that they need to leave um you know christ out of it god out of it and and i've heard you know on both sides of it and i always don't know how do you do that when you're talking about a human life you know, made in the image of li- and likeness of God. So if that, if that person, if that woman does not know God, why is it that is a wonderful opportunity to tell them about God? You know, really? Well, that's, and, and that's true. And I, um, I, I am on the board of a, a pregnancy center and, um, I understand, I understand what, what they're up against too. And as someone who took calls, from abortion-minded women and from those who were, you know, post-abortion calling for help. Um, sometimes it's it's just finding the right time, yeah. and God can lead you to do that. And with the Pregnancy Center, I know that, that our staff is amazing. They are so amazing because they try to meet the woman where she's at, but they give her truth— they give her all the information she needs to know, and then they ask. They always ask whether they can share, um, you know, share their faith. Yeah. Um, and if the woman gives any any indication that she's receptive to that, then they, they by forward. all means they yeah. do. Yeah. They do not force it, and, and that's course. what we've been accused, of course, yeah. Yeah. of doing is that you know, oh, you you know, you take these women and you for <laughs> yeah, I love how they. <laughs> You know, they they think we're coercing <laughs> when, when your very your very personal experience says, uh-uh, it happened, uh-uh, it happened from the your coercion, side. <laughs> the coercion is so heavy on the other side, yeah. it's not even funny. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 So why, uh, you've got a threefold mission at this, at Silent No More Awareness. Mm-hmm. Reaching, so you reach out, you educate, and then you share. Tell us about how this happens. Well, so first of all, we reach out to people hurt by abortion by 
by um, encouraging them to attend abortion aftercare programs. And then we try to invite those who are ready to break the silence because not everyone is in different under certain circumstances. It took me many years before I could become public with my story. Um, but we, we invite them to speak the truth about abortion's negative consequences and, and the hope that's found in healing. We educate the public <clears throat> um, that abortion is harmful emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually to not just women, but men and families. So the point of that is that it becomes unacceptable for anyone to recommend abortion as a fix for a problem pregnancy, because the more people who understand what it does to us, the more they will understand that they shouldn't be the ones who will say, well, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Um, and then we share our personal testimonies, um, our hurt and our pain and, and the healing that we've gone through to help others avoid that that pain. And we're a personal witness. Um, and personal witness is far more powerful than, than anything else mm-hmm. because we have, ex- we have the experience and we know what it's like to go through this. Um, and we've come out the other side. Thank, thanks be to God mm-hmm. um, and His grace. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of those three. You know, it's interesting the, the sharing the personal experience as, as we are fighting this abortion amendment um, right now, to, to putting it into our constitution. One of the things that we have recognized is that one of the most, impo- most powerful things we have is to share our stories, to tell the story of, you know, what we've seen, where we're going. You know, it, it, all those partic- those stories and the left and the, and the, and the appropriate are so good at their side of telling stories. And we, for some reason, you know, groups like yours can do it, but for the general public, we're really trying to say to people, if you know of a story, tell the story. It's tell the, the story. Yes, yes. So powerful Absolutely. when we can do it. Everyone yeah. would just go to our website um, at Silent No More. Um, you can look up all the stories um, of uh, thousands of, of women and men and families who have experienced this and, and their regret. And um, so there's always lots of stories out there and you can refer people to them. Um, you know, I, I also, uh, we also offer to give our witness um, to churches or organizations and speak out. We hold our sign, I regret my abortion, when we go to marches or rallies, um, 40 Days for Life vigils, anywhere that we can get the message out. But people, ha- other people who, who feel that they haven't got a story, then they're invited to use our stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to point that out. What made you speak out? You know, and I, I, if this maybe will help somebody who's out there that, that, that needs to know why, when, if, you know, all of those questions, why, when, if, what, do you know, do I speak out? What do I say? How can I use my experience to, to, um, to impact the culture positively? Well, you know, it, after going through healing, um, I, I went through a Rachel's Vineyard retreat and um, also a, another a, a Bible study uh, program. But I, I learned that Jesus wanted me to forgive myself. And so he, I mean, I, I accepted that he had forgiven me, but um, 
he wanted me to forgive myself and he wanted me to help others forgive themselves. So I guess that's kind of what led me into, you know, I, I saw the, uh, I went to the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and I saw these women holding this sign, I regret my abortion. And I just, I just felt called to do that, mm-hmm. to do that too. Um, because I had, I had been able to reconcile with my child and finally find peace and hope for my future. And I thought, you know, this is what God is calling me to do. And, and it's, I know it's not easy. And, and every time I stand with my sign, you know, declaring the worst sin of my whole life to the whole world, it, it, it's difficult. It's not easy. And, um, but I just remember that, you know, what he's done for me mm-hmm. and, um, that's what propels me and to honor my child um, and all those precious ones that have been lost. Um, this is my way of doing that. So I would encourage anyone who, who feels like if, if they haven't been through healing to, to contact us uh, through, through silent, no more or your local uh, diocesan, um, Project Rachel team, which is wonderful, um, can direct you to uh, confidential help, um, and and just consider what God is calling you to do with with your pain after after He heals you. The shock waves of abortion. Uh, we, I mean, I I don't think we. You don't even have to be a pro lifer to understand the the incredible shock waves of abortion. Um, you know, when you have women standing on the side of the of the sidewalks, um, screaming at everybody, "We love killing our babies," and su- oh. some such. Oh, yeah, this is what happened after. after <laughs> uh, that, that that is a shock wave of abortion. I, every mm-hmm. time I think about the, those those young girls and those young women that were doing that, I think that's that is that is pain. We are seeing the most incredible pain in these people. So the, how this abortion is, it, it goes to the very heart of every single person. How do you see this affecting us right now? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I believe it's diabolical. I do, too. I say it all the time on the program. It is a diabolical attempt. Yeah. But the truth is we have all been infected in some way by the widespread fallout of legalized abortion in our culture, whether it's directly or indirectly. And uh, Silent No More, we have a, a Healing the Shockwaves of Abortion section of our website. Um, and there are, there are, there's information pertaining to healing and, uh, for grandparents, siblings, survivors, and, and friends, abortion providers. Oh, the black community, especially hard hit statistically. Um, the church, and even us pro-lifers, Molly, like ourselves, who suffer from the angst of not being able to end this horrendous attack against innocent life. We need, we need healing. We need that help too. We need God. Uh, fortifying us in this fight because it is, it truly is a spiritual battle and we need to be fortified on our side to fight back. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. It's just, it's devastated our, our communities and the fallout, um, those who've had abortions, you know, um, I, I abused alcohol. I abused sex afterwards. Um, I turned, you know, 
I, I turned my, I was trying to run from my pain any way I could. And I didn't, and I felt so horrible about myself that I didn't think I was worthy mm-hmm. uh, of good things in my life. Um, and I even eventually, you know, had, had myself sterilized so that I wouldn't become pregnant again. I was so fearful of ever becoming pregnant again. Um, so I never had any, I never had any children. Um, I married late. I married late and I never had any, any children. Um, so that, you know, there are so many consequences of it. It's the, the drugs, the drug problem. Um, you know, what we are doing to ourselves and, and I, I link it all with, you know, what what the culture of death has mm-hmm. pervaded pervaded our culture. Mm-hmm. You're you're so right, and I know that you know I've, uh, this. It is it is a cancer that is just eating through us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm very very fi- I'm very very hopeful after the Dobbs decision. I think um, what what that has done, even though we are fighting for the for our lives right now in Ohio, um, what it has done is it's it's empowered a lot of i'm i am absolutely thrilled i am absolutely grateful i i thank you dear lord for the the strength that i'm seeing coming out of the various the ohio catholic conference of bishops for example you mm-hmm. know so many of the people are now so many of the of the clergy are actually stepping up and they've 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 seen it i mean they they you know it was they're beginning to talk out. Uh, you know, I'm I'm thrilled about that. I'm just praying for those that are not yet talking out. Please talk out. Please say something. And we Be- need to encourage them. Yes, and exactly. To, and the ones who do, we need to to, to back them up and to, um, you know, let them know. Don't be silent. Do yeah. not be silent on that. And when you hear a priest or a deacon or or anybody in the church saying something that is bold and the truth, you need to let them know because the, because they're going to get attacked. That's they're going to exactly get attacked right. from the other side. That's so exactly we have right. to stand with them too. And if we stand with them and encourage them, more and more of them will do that, exactly Mom. Exactly right. You're that. absolutely right. And, 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 you know, just a wonderful story to enemy. I, I know that you probably heard about the, the very, very brave priest in, in, um, in, in Bay Village, which is, you know, right on my side of the town, um, yep. uh, who stood up and, you know, and, and called out the transgender movement and got you know, doxxed basically totally doxxed by the plain dealer total rag that it is but um they they they, they doxxed him and you know this this very very damaged poor, poor poor woman who who just got up and started you know talking about that she's a he and all the rest of it and she's a they or whatever it was but the, you know the whole thing well i cannot tell you christy how supported he was the following sunday people came to his mass to his church he didn't you know he he was he's got a, a couple of different priests that say mass there but came there and to support him and to give him a hug he stood at the back of the church everybody was lining up to hug him to say well done father tim well, well done. And, you know, yeah it's a group of us uh, in canton uh, my pro-life friends from canton area and we we made um, we made calls. Oh, <laughs> we that's called, yeah, yeah, we called. Uh, we called his parish, and we and we and we let them know. You know, thank you. We've heard about what he. You know, what we've he heard did. His, yeah, exactly. what he did, and exactly. and thank him, and we are praying for him, and you know, and and actually, the secretary was. She said, "Well, we've gotten quite a few 
you know, of these calls, a yeah. uh, few of the other, but a lot of the good ones. And that does help. It does so help. So thank it you. Does. Yeah. yeah. So, so there is, you know, there's always the light. There's always the light, and the light is Christ. So we to go and remember that as we go forward. Christy, thank you so much. Again, it's a Silent No More awareness campaign. I am going to put their website up on our website so that you can go straight there if you need it. But don't forget that healing from abortion is absolutely possible. And and if you go through the Silent No More, which of course is the Rachel Vineyard, and we didn't get to Project Rachel, but we'll do that the next time. We'd love to have you back well, on again. Website is Hope After Abortion. Oh, there you go. So, Look at that. Hope yeah, After hope Abortion. abortion. So, uh, so that's another good resource. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christy Gaylord. It's been wonderful. Thank you. And God bless you, Molly, for all you've done. You've been such a hero in our pro life movement. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Take care and God bless you lots. You Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you all for joining me this evening. As I say good night and God bless each and every one of you, I'd like to close with the words of the Holocaust survivor Elie Wiesel. There may be times when we are powerless to prevent injustice, but there must never be a time when we fail to protest. From the Median is listener supported. Visit our website, fromthemedian.org, for further information or to make a donation to continue to make this radio program possible. Email us, radionews at fromthemedian.org or call 440-668-4049. Through our fromthemedian.org website, you can download this or previous programs for your listening pleasure or sign up to receive our weekly preview of upcoming guest interviews. Tune in every weeknight at the same time to listen to another great interview on From the Median as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. This program has been sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content.